And I'm Delia. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. Show me what it means to me. <laughs> respect and um, what it was like when we had it and some of the things we thought we might have done along the way to lose it. I agree. This is a show about divorce and relationships. Um, we don't advocate for divorce, um, but we really lean heavily on our faith to guide us and to hopefully spread the message to you ladies um, that are listening through your darkest hour to figure out and discern what you need to do next, if anything. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So today what we're going to talk about is basically what, when you start a relationship, the basis, the foundation of a relationship and how that really just kind of sets a precedence or sets the the way that the house is going to be structured. So if you start off being disrespectful in your relationship by maybe, you know, having a one-night stand or going in the hacky sack right away or maybe you make them wait <laughs> or whatever the case may be, the it, it, the <laughs> um, that kind of matters on how you will be respected. And in addition to that, if you do not, you know, nicely and, and very stern, let the person know that, hey, I'm not okay with you speaking to me this way, or I'm not okay with these types of things. Like what you have to do in order to kind of build on that respect and what it takes for them to either lose it or gain it. But once it's lost, it's really difficult to get back. Yes, absolutely. So you talked about the hacky sack, so I was like yeah. stuck on that. Um, I think, listen, let's just kick it off with that conversation. Um, what she's referring to is, you know, how soon, you know, we, you know, you sleep with the person. So we're going all the way back to like early days dating before from you the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning, because we were having a conversation off camera. Uh, about how, gosh, isn't it crazy how what you do in the very beginning can often become an issue later on, even when you've already been married and have kids, right? I, I think it always is something that happens. I mean, in every relationship that I've ever been, it's always something that kind of comes up, whether, you know, maybe it was a decision that you made to not even go there with that particular person, or you did, regardless of, of whatever it is that you decided to do. It's kind of like the oil with the water. It always seeps up. And it's always a, a, like a topic, a topic of conversation when you have people that are like, hey, but what about this or what about that? And so I think it's like anything that you read or see, some people say, wait 90 days, which is like the famous 90 day, yes. you know, like, do you wait? Do you not wait? So I'm going to talk about on the 90 day thing yeah. because I had um, had this conversation um, last year on another show and it's like the 90 day thing, I kind of correlate it to, so I'm an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you've run big business, I've run big business. And the 90 day period is sort of that probation period, right? It's like that wait and see period. Right. Even if you're gonna go get a job, you're kind of looking at that person to see, are they reliable? Mm -hmm. Do, are they trustworthy? Mm -hmm. Are they um, ethical? Like there's all these things, right? That a company that doesn't even really know you right. follows a process to even determine if they wanna solidify and make that situation permanent with you. 
But and yet, if they want to give you work benefits? You know, even yes. if they want so, to yes, give you the, the benefits. extra benefits, right? But we as women, we're like, oh my God, he's everything I've been looking for. Boom. Right. And then there's a respect. And then 90 days later or a year later or two kids and 20 years later, we're kind of sitting here going, what happened? What happened? Like, how come he doesn't respect me? How come he doesn't da da da? And it's like, wait a minute. Right. Well, what happened was it <laughs> started from the beginning. Time. Yeah. Yep. But I, I always want to think, like, does that mean that if you make someone, because I've heard of people that actually wait until they actually get married and yes. then they have sex. I don't know that that's necessarily indicative of having a wholesome, good, nurturing relationship or a marriage that is going to, to you know, to last a lifetime. I mean, I, I think sometimes it is what feels right. I, I don't believe in one night stands. Obviously, that's just my take. And, and I'm yeah. not trying to say that this is the way it should be or shouldn't be. Um, in, in my, in my opinion, I think it's a little bit disrespectful for your soul, your spirit to just go at the one night stand. But, but I, I don't know that if you waited three years and then finally decided to, you know, go there, that, that, uh, that, that would, if you get married, that it's going to make a difference. Yeah. I think that's such a hard thing. Okay. So I'm going to share on that note. Tell a me. little something. I raised two boys. That's right. I was right. a boy mom. Yes. And they became men and whatever. Um, and I got to see a lot of things. I got to see their very early experiences with with girls and how girls navigated because they're both mm. very handsome. And the things that these little girls would say and do from young was like shocking to me. Yeah. And I'm not that much older than my own kids. I had my children very young. Yeah. And so I feel like I was still relating to them everything, but when yeah. I was seeing some of the stuff, I thought, oh my God, I was mortified for the parents. Right. right. But at the same time, I was a little bit concerned for my sons because I thought, how do I teach my sons to respect women Right. if they're not, at a very young age, they're already throwing all of that out the door. And what I saw as they got older mortified me even more, To the but here's what I learned from them is I would see each of them had a different way and approach to relationships. And Dahlia knows my boys very, very well. Yeah, I do. They're, they're crazy. So <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Um, but one of the things is that when I sat down with them one day talking about, so what is going on? Like, this one always has a different girlfriend every week. This one is like, <laughs> yes. doesn't know what to do. So at the end of the day, what is it? And they would say that when they find a girl, they found they would find a girl. Like one of them said, yeah. I really like her. I really, really like her. Like, yeah. they're in their 20s. This could be the one, whatever. Yeah. And they want to take her out and show her a nice dinner. They're treating her different. So you will know where you stand because the guy is going to want to respect you. Right. I learned that from their actions. But because they're guys, they're still going to try it. Right. They're going to test our luck, yeah, basically. Because yes. Because they're guys. And yes. they made this very clear. Well, because we're guys. Right. Like, we're still going to try. And when you go ahead and do it with them or whatever you want to call it, you have sex or whatever, a little part of them is a little disappointed. I've always, but I've there. always heard that. You know, yes. that's always something that I've always heard that it's like, ah, oh, she's perfect. But, but and, and it's what they wanted, right? Which is so confusing yeah. to us. Right. Because we're like, oh, and I talked to a young girl who grew up in, in Beverly Hills, Hollywood area, and she's in that life, and she's a, an actress, and I'm not going to say her name or anything. And I asked her, because she's yeah. my son's age, yeah. so what's the dating like? And she said, you know, it's so weird because she went out with a, on a date with a guy that didn't try to sleep with her on the first night, and so ah. she just didn't even respond to his text. Because she said, I just figured he wasn't, wasn't that interested. 
And I'm like, whoa, that oh. is like, so we are talking about this right now as part of the respect part right. of this whole thing. Well, I, I want to I, I think that a lot of the times, like even now living through these times where Instagram or Snapchat or all these different um, social media platforms are just so accessible. So even like, for instance, Snapchat. Okay, or maybe there's even another social media platform that I don't know about. Like they actually have a, a field where you can, you know, send private pictures and then obviously it wipes out within, I don't know, I think within seconds. So you see it one time and then if you take a picture of it, you're able to know that you took a picture. Yeah. And that's how Snapchat was created initially. Yeah. So there is a level of respect that is lost there in my opinion because nice. obviously this is how these uh, the, the younger generations are being conditioned to believe that that's okay and in order to stay relevant to the people around them is they have to share these pictures or you know share a little bit of nudity and if you are a virgin and you're young and you're kind of going through those crossroads you're like well i have already done this 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 so what's the difference between doing that and then now coming into contact with this person that's already seen me so there's so many variables to that and i can say that because i have young teenage daughters yeah. And so I have to stress to them that, you know, there is nothing that you can't undo what you've already done. Yeah. If the respect is already kind of out the door, it's really, really, really hard to to get back out the door and try to grab that respect, you know. And, and in, in life, it really boils down to the way that you treat yourself and you treat others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really what it is. It is. You know, it kind of takes me back a little bit to high school in that I had this thing where I would never date a guy from my own school. Okay. Or like from my own town. So there's even songs written about this, like area codes or something. <laughs> I got all the different area codes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so like, uh, but you know, I just was a little bit more aware of it because I just didn't, I just didn't want to hear it. And I okay. Just, you know, we're kids, right? Yeah. You want the rumors. And this is, of course, ancient years ago. Like I mean, not before too social long. Media, yeah, you know, I pre, guess so. Like Google and Facebook. Yes. I mean, it is a long time ago. You know, okay. But okay. one of the I things is like I just made sure that I wasn't doing that. And what I found between the girls. Okay, and but her, let's just. Hold on, but what would you have done, right? You would have like taken a taken a Polaroid and been like, okay, hey. okay, horror, horror story. Okay, here is a respect fail. I'm okay, going to share it to the, with the world. Yeah, say it. Um, so we used to walk around like little cameras, oh, or yeah. whatever, right? Yep. But um, I used to have a chain and yeah. it had my name on it. So okay. A lot of us oh, yes. They're kind of, of back course. in style. They are. They are. Like so, I still have one too. Yeah. Yeah. And it had my name on it. Yep. And so my best friend and I, um, Patricia, Patricia, we were trying Patty. to be super slick um, with this one guy that I think she's the one that liked him or whatever. And she said I took his camera because he had like, a little ah, one ten like, camera, and uh, and she's like I took his camera. We should go and take funny pictures like in the bathroom. Ah. So we do this whole thing in the bathroom, and we're thinking we're being real cute, yeah, and that we're gonna take all these pictures because they're gonna come out camera. super pretty. And then he's gonna develop it and like get in trouble because yeah, like, poor these girls, yeah, because he had a girlfriend. I know. So, anyways, I thought I was gonna be real cute. Was she, I think it was her idea. And she said, what if we did something a little bit more risque? Like, risque. He's not going to know who it is. Ooh, ow. Right? So ow. we were like, okay. So we went there. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to say it. The, the, the Snapchat is not going to clear that, right? That's you like know, hard copy. Yeah. So we were like, <laughs> bam, you know, whatever. There you go. And let me tell you, I had never done anything like that before. But I forgot that Thank I had you. my name on my chain. Oh, so when she managed to get him the camera back, he comes up like a week later and he's like, hey. hey, Rachel. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, nice necklace. And I go, 
thanks. And then he was like, here. And he had, it, it, you know, they used to make two copies. Of course. And he has it back, and I go, oh, oh, but you know, he was so nice. I don't know if he made copies or whatever. Do you remember what it was about, like what you took a shot of? It wasn't like you can your see my boobs. Okay, so it was like, was it like cleavage shot, or was it, it like, was like cleavage? cleavage but, slash, it, the way, like, but the way I did it, you could assume like I had no. It was almost like I was nude, but it was just like my top was like really damn. Oh, like, so you like and bent angle, over, and, and I even like my hair was really long, so I even like she held my hair up, but we were really going. You were going for it. It was like just to shock him to make him so his girlfriend would be like, What is this? And then later we could say, Yeah, it was a little bit a prank gone wrong. Let me tell you, yes, but um, thank god, thank god you were able to kind of come back from that. But there are people that do not, that's what I'm saying. And he was nice enough to go, Here's your pictures. But when you do, and that was just all fun and games, and it was probably not in best taste, yeah, if you're you're in the world now. And you're a young girl, and or even not that young, you know, middle age, and you're like, okay, because it's the thing, right? To send sexy yeah. pictures. Yes. And you're thinking you're in this trusting relationship. Once it leaves your phone, it's done. It's gone. You. It's ha- in the air. Like, oh man. I I know, oh, and man. and even me being single now and and dating, you know, it's like, send me a picture of you, and I'm like, well, you know what I look like. And so then I'll send an old, like, I've already seen that picture, like an older picture. No, send me a picture. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't want those types of pictures out there. So if I, I have this motto, if I can't put it on my Instagram with all my friends and family to see, then I'm not going to send it. That's a good one. If, okay, so if it's a bikini shot, because maybe I was at the beach, okay, I would be willing to send that. I would be willing to post that on my profile. Then I'll send that picture. But if I can't post it, I can't send it. And that's literally, you know, that's literally like what I always even tell my daughters. Like, okay, well, you don't know what people's intent or intentions are. And you don't know how they're going to use that against you to say, well, here's this girl that did this or did that. And so it happens more often than not. And I think that once, you know, that's gone, there's no getting that back. And I do feel that when you meet somebody, like for instance, that particular person that you send those pictures to with the Rachel necklace, like had you guys uh, actually started a relationship, that would have always, in my opinion, been, been the oil. That would have been the yeah. oil in the water, where yeah. it would have always floated up like, is that what you normally do? Is that how you really are? Because yeah. no matter who it is, and no matter who you talk to, it's always an issue. Like. Is that something that you would do? When I met my husband, um, I met at the mall. So, okay. again, really young. So, I'm at the mall, and I was right. with my boyfriend, Ooh. who I had been with for two several years. And, and the hard part about that boyfriend, who I completely love and respect, he is my aunt by marriage's brother. So, it's like my uncle, who's my blood, married a woman. And you know, and we love her. So it's obviously, like her it's like this family unity. Yeah, and it's like her, it's like her brother. I'm like yes. him. It is what it is, right? So, it's like he put in so, the family, you know, huh? So it's, so we became friends, and yes. everybody's like, "Oh, you guys should be boyfriend and girlfriend." And yep. it was one of those things where it was like, "Oh, okay, like, yeah. I don't know." But we did, and it was great, and it was so much fun and everything. But um, I was with him at the mall when I met my future husband, and wow. so my future husband he decided to shoot his shot. He saw ah. me with my boyfriend and then saw me by myself at the at the um the drink fountain and then came up and asked for my number 
So here's the thing. I knew I was getting ready to break up with my boyfriend. I okay. already knew because everybody was rushing the relationship. I was like 16 years old. Oh, wow. And it was already like, oh, my God, when you guys get married and when you guys get married, when you guys get married, I thought, I haven't even decided that for myself. I wanted to go to college. and yeah. So I felt like it was getting too heavy and I wanted to leave. And so what I ended up doing was, obviously, I just randomly, without looking for it, see this guy. He comes up to me, you know, very good looking. And I was like, oh, my God. And he was more my age. He played football in high school. I was in high school. My boyfriend was older, so he was not in high school. Anyways, I gave him my number. Oh. And then as soon as he called me, like a week later or whatever it was, he phones me. We set up a date. I then break up with my boyfriend before I go on the first date. Because this is like my thing. Right. I don't want to be cheating. It's like the whole energy thing of like, okay, it was already on its way out, but I'm open, so now it's okay. Yeah, it's like now I have an excuse. It was like that thing I needed to like break it off. So Mm -hmm. I break it off and everything, and now I'm dating this other person, my my future husband. And let me tell you something. Forever. For like the longest time. He wouldn't let it go. He would go places and everything, and if a guy would love, he's like, ugh. He would get so insecure. There goes the oil in the water. And then when we were married, I was in a career with a lot of very successful, Successful wealthy men. men. He'd be like, yeah, but how do I know? Because look how I got you. Right. And it was like, what? I was 16 and like suffocating. Right. And not to (laughs) mention, like, you came and, uh, you 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 know, you're the one that did it. So, but at the end of the day, I don't think that that is what they initially think. It's just something that just kind of happens. And then all of a sudden, it's something that they can never let go. It's like, well, why did you do that? And so, you know, at the end of the day, I don't I don't think you ever imagined that, that was going to be your husband, right, for 20 I years. I just thought, you know, it was a good-looking way to get out of my situation. Okay, so is it kind of like the whole in a relationship, out of relationship? It's like it takes one to forget one. Yeah. It so is that, that is that basically what it's it was? It's what it was, yeah. yeah. So it you're was like, just okay. like, a, excuse, like a, just a way to make it easier to and, just leave. But you never once thought, this could be my husband. No. No, no right? Not at that yeah, age. No. Yeah, It was just like, okay, well, now what? Dot com. Yeah. yeah. Even when I actually got pregnant by him, Yeah. I remember that moment and everything. And I thought, oh, man, this relationship's coming to an end because I was going to go to college and he kind of wasn't moving forward. Were you a senior in high school? I was, yeah, I was already, like, moving forward with my life and doing all kinds of stuff. I was in pageants and all those kind of, you know, things. And, and I thought, I'm on my way and he's still kind of stuck in the, in the neighborhood or whatever, and, yeah. you know. And so I, it was more like a, ooh, you know, I kind of gave into that whole scenario because I just felt like he was great, but it was not. It was coming to an end. And then yeah. that's where I found out. You're pregnant, you're having a baby. Well, I mean, that definitely will, I mean, forever, you know, keep you bonded or keep you together. And then, of course, some people do what's right, which is get married. We got married. Yeah, he was more like, I want you to know you're pregnant, and I want you to know, like, we're going to get married. Like, he already had it all figured out in his head, and I was more like, what? What? You were like, what happened? Your lights never turned on. But it worked out the way it was supposed to. I don't have regrets or anything. Yeah. Um, and I know these days a lot of guys don't want to get married. You know? uh, but I, I, I want to think that. So I, I do meet a lot of a lot of uh, single uh, men that that have never been married, have no children, along yeah. with women also. But I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with, with them. Um, we're kind of getting off the subject, but regardless. <laughs> I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with people that decide not to get married. I think that the statistics speak for themselves. And so you have to be so sure 
that the person that you're making this life-changing decision with is not only going to be there for the good, but it's going to be there for the bad. I mean, we're living through COVID uh, moments. Like, you got to make sure that that person's willing to put the mask on and <laughs> take care of you. Yes. I mean, or, you know, take one for the team or not. But I'm just saying it's not just always the good. There's always There's always good and bad and ugly. And depending on how, you know, the relationship kind of, uh, gets established in the way that you grow. I mean, how you guys grow together. Yeah. Because you guys can grow apart. Yes. I think with the res- like taking it back to the respect thing, you know, I feel like there comes a moment where there's like a little bit of a switch, like a yeah. there's something that switches, like the balance shifts. Right. And it feels like in the beginning, maybe we have a lot of power. Right. Right. Like they really are trying to kind of be behind like little puppy dogs. Like, yes. oh my God. Like, what do you need? What do you they need? They want to impress us and they want to do all these things and they just see us like this amazing, like they've like won the lottery. Like right. it's like a golden but ticket. But do, don't you feel, hold on, and, and I'll go back to what you're saying. Don't you feel though that whomever has the upper hand will have the upper hand for that moment, but then the person that was chasing will then be the one with the upper hand. Does that's that make saying. sense? Like it's and switches, saying, it's right? Switching. Yeah, you're like, now I'm the puppy yes. and now you're the one with yes. the upper hand. And I think what happens at yes. least, you know, I can speak for my own self. It yes. was like at the beginning, he was like, wow, wow, wow. We get married and then it's like, I think I went into something in my mind right. of like, I got to be this great wife. And we just did an episode about being the perfect wife. The perfect wife, wife yes. But it's like, I, I think I went into the this, this syndrome of like wanting to be like, sub, is it subservient or? I would you know, think so, yeah. You know, being subservient, make sure that you take care of everything. And everything. And I think that slowly but surely. Kind of got to his head. Yes. Yeah. And like, so it's like, oh. And as then, you should. Yeah, yeah. And it's that thing that we said mm-hmm. before. Pay someone a million dollars once for a job that they did and they'll think they'll be so grateful. But. Do it three times in a row and they'll start to think that they like, deserve well, it. Like, well, you're not paying me 500 grand. Like, I need a mill, you know? But I, I feel that when it comes to, let's say, let's go back to the whole respect thing, right? I think once, for instance, if you start cursing at each other, if you start, you know, if you, you pull, you know, her hair and or you swing at him and or you slash his tires depending on how toxic you are (laughs) (laughs) if you're that toxic out you just uh get get out like immediately but my point to that is it's really difficult to get back to a place of loving caring respect um and now the person that you are it's like now sleeping with the enemy really Uh, because you just don't know what you're going to get with from that significant other whether it's a woman to a man or a man to a woman it, it doesn't really matter. Once that respect is gone, it's really difficult to get back to that place where, you know, you always get butt hurt about something that they said that was super yeah. negative and or you or that person, you know, it's, it's always really hard to get back. You know, I love that. I had seen a thing with Will Smith. I think it was like on uh, his wife's show, Red Table Talk or something. Uh-huh. And they were talking about a moment in time. I think they were dating. Okay. But they were like living together at this okay. point. And they were playing a game, and you can look it up or whatever. But they, there was a moment where he said that she then told him like, like to f off, or she did something that was a little bit more crass in front of their friends during a game night. Okay. And he kind of looked at her. He didn't like it. It struck him wrong. Right. And so he pulled her aside. They were in the room, and he said, "I need you to understand something. I need you to never." ever speak to me like that again and she's mm. like what you're crazy you know because she was very independent and i'm sure she probably comes from 
that's yeah. probably what she's used, she's used to. to. So she was like, this guy's just being sensitive. Right. And like, what's his problem? So she's like, no. Like, her whole thing was, you're not going to tell me. How like, to be. How yeah. To be. And he said, I'm going to tell you one more time. Yeah. You're, if you're going to choose to speak like that and have that kind of verbal interaction with your partner, which is me, I'm not going to be your partner. He was willing. And he, she said, you're willing to like walk away from everything we built over a word I said? And he said, yes. Right. And I remember watching that thinking, that is the difference, I think, between people who are able to maintain their respect throughout their relationship right. and those who lose it to a certain extent is because of what we start to allow ourselves to tolerate. Right. And then it's like that line crossing. Like I say my, my ex-husband was a habitual line stepper. Ah, uh, because you like, allowed it. And then I just, well, what would I do? Yeah. What would I do? But I think it it goes further than I think it's just it's not to say that she can't be that way. She most definitely can be that way. But he's basically drawing the line in the cement saying you could be that way, but you, you can't be that way with, with me. me. Right. So you could be that way all day long and yeah. you could be disrespectful with whomever. You're just not going to disrespect me. Right. And I think that that's like the biggest difference because I think that's what, what shows you to say, Hey, you know what? You got to respect me yeah. and I got to respect you. And I think it just, it's kind of, it becomes like this rhetorical thing. Like I respect you, respect me. And, and it goes back to like the golden, what is it like? Do on to others as you like to yes. do on to you. Yes. I mean, it's it's pretty common sense. It's the stuff that your parents taught you. But a lot of the times we forget, and especially with the person that we decide to spend the rest of our lives with or our time with, rather than, you know, making the best of it, we make the worst of it. It's true. And I've seen a lot of people make messes. We all make a mess in our relationship at we some do. point. And I and think the biggest mistakes, the mistake that we can make as women is that when your, your spouse or your boyfriend or your, or your partner or whatever goes on this emotional tangent. It's like a roller coaster of mm -hmm. emotions. Mm -hmm. Like literally they could be on the phone with you from work in such a great mood. Right. right? And then take a 30 minute drive in commuter traffic and get right. home as like a total jerk. And you're like, what happened? I was just having this conversation with right. someone and I thought that used to happen to me too. And whether or not you take that emotional ride with them is completely up to you. Mm -hmm. And I advise you not to, because sometimes we have to remember men are just different. Like, True. they're just different. So, if he comes home and he's like, uh, uh, you know, tossing things around yeah. and snapping at you, instead of going, what the hell is your problem? Right. And snapping back at him and now yeah. you're both in it because yeah. technically that's what he wants. He wants to pick a fight for no reason, doesn't even probably realize why. You need to just go, ooh, you're having a rough one today and learn to then just go, okay, and okay. just, and just okay. go do something else. You know what I mean? Well, I know that I used to always hear it's better to have one crazy person than two crazy people. <laughs> so that makes a big difference. And I yes. can say it for myself, um, you know, because I did used to work with my ex-husband and there were times where we had our own offices, which was great. But, you know, the, the stuff that was going on in the office would obviously come home because it was part of our life. And so I needed to know how to separate the fact that He's maybe not meaning it towards me. It's just something that's really heavily like bugging him versus, you know, us taking it home and then me getting crazy with him and him getting crazy with me and then living this crazy life as it was. It wasn't easy, yeah. but I need, I needed to know like, okay, it's not personal. Is this personal? No, it's not personal. But a lot of the time, you know, uh, sometimes we are conditioned to, um, I excuse like react bad, what well, react or excuse bad behavior. Yes. Too. Yes. I mean, I am guilty of that. Like, I excuse bad behavior. So sometimes maybe I was excusing his disrespect to say, 
oh, well, he's just having a bad day. It's like, no, he, it's not about the bad day. He's being disrespectful. Right. And that's not okay. Right. So you got to take it back to Will Smith and say, hey, you know what? The way that you're treating me, I understand you're going through something, but don't talk to me like that. Yeah. And you have to know when to say it because life is timing. Yeah. You can't just, you know, right there when he's in the heat of the moment, you know, throw some uh, some other things in there and it's no, going to yeah. pop off. Yeah. Like you just, yeah. you got to know when. You gotta know when. Absolutely. So I mean, at the end of the day, I think that that's what matters, don't you think? It does. It makes such a big difference um, because just because they're trying to pick a fight doesn't mean that they necessarily want you to go to that level. Um, I have a bunch of brother-in-laws. I'm still pretty close to them, and I learned a lot from them. And one of the things that I did learn was one of them had a girlfriend, or I don't really want to get too into it, but <laughs> they got into a heated fight. I'm mm. not saying he was innocent. I'm not saying he didn't tell her a world of stuff. I'm sure he did. But at the end of the day, she lost it. Like, she told him stuff like, mother effer, I will cut off your, you know what, and blah, blah, blah. And Lorena you, you Bobbitt ain't got nothing on me. Do you even know? Yes. Lorena Bobbitt. No way. Yeah. And I'm sure he deserved it. Here's the thing. Like, I'm sure he deserved it. Right. However, his male brain just saw his beautiful partner Flip. that he just thought was so amazing and everything. He saw the, uh, she revealed the ugliness within uh. herself. And ever since that moment, he lost, he just had no respect. Something just kind of broke. Oh. It just kind of broke in him. And then let me tell you, the next time they'd fight, it would get dirtier and meaner and dirtier and meaner. And then they, I don't know that they've ever really recovered from that. And it becomes this kind of, it sets the precedence and the tone of like right. how they fight. And people say you should fight fair and don't go below yeah. the belt and don't say things that you can't take back or regret or whatever. But let me tell you, when he said that to me, he said, oh, it was, it was as if I now see her as a totally different person. Mm. And he wasn't sure that he necessarily loves that person. He loved the other person that he was being rude to. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It gets complicated because on the one hand, it's like, I'm sure he was, he came home being freaking rude. Right. She's not just going to be like that for no reason. Well, and I think it just, it's, it's one of those things where both parties need to sit down and say, Hey, that's not okay. But if you go below the, the belt, the likelihood of that person, then later, maybe after the second or third time that you do it, they're going to do it too. And then they're going to hit it. They're going to hit you where it hurts because guess what? We speak about our vulnerabilities to the people that we love the most. So the men that are in our life or the women that are in our life, let's just say, we are going to, they're going to know our most vulnerable things and they're going to hit you right at your vulnerability and say, ah, well, what about your big ears? And what about your big <laughs> nose? Big and what about you, Santa's little freaking helper? You're so short and look at, you know, I mean, it's true. And so, and that's where, you know, you start to disrespect each other because you guys are not yeah. really like, oh, well, maybe you should, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like. It's just there's so many variables to it that I think that if you could just really think about what you're going to say and how it's going to affect you, then maybe you would think twice before you say it. Just say, okay, how is this going to how is this going to make things better? Okay, it's not. And on the contrary, sometimes if you can take that that power back and that energy back mm. and just say, you know what? I understand you had a rough day. I'm going to go ahead and go upstairs or I'm going to go to another room. When you're cool off, come talk to me. Yeah. I think that's going to make someone feel even worse to He's say, gonna feel, like, yes. wow, she took all that power back rather than saying, you know, here's your little hat, Santa's little helper. Talk to me. 
in December. Okay? Like, seriously. Because, you know, misery loves company. Absolutely. And when they're in that miserable state, they're going to try to drag you into it. And it doesn't mean he doesn't love you or anything right. like that, but you gotta, you got to be careful. T.D. Jakes, Pastor T.D. Jakes, yeah. um, he's a well-known pastor out of Houston, Texas, I believe it is. And um, he said a really wonderful thing because he gives marriage advice. And he said something, a really great perspective on the male mind. Uh-huh. He said, women, we make words. Mm. Right? And when those words, when, they, when women make words, yeah. men are making decisions. Oh. about those words and they may not say nothing and he has this great thing you can look, look it up on YouTube yeah. where he says he may still come home and bring you that anniversary gift he may still bring you that Valentine's card or those flowers yeah. but he is gone mm. meaning like you made your words and he made his decisions and so men don't always say and they don't even I don't think they always recognize that moment where it's lost but I can tell you that based on what he said and what my brother-in-law said, and even like my son's being so young, it sounds like we have more control right. over their perception of us right. than we think. Right. Because when they're spitting all this negativity at us, it's a reflection of themselves right. and their own insecurities. Right. And they, they really feel like they're not worthy. Right. And it manifests in all kinds of crappy ways. It does. You know? But at the end of the day, how we respond to that behavior says ooh, thousand it's words. It's a make or break. But don't you feel like I know that in the past when I've someone's come at me with something and it's like, and they're being really disrespectful and mean, and and I usually now really really think about I pick and choose my battles. I mean, at this yes. age, it's taken me a while to actually do that. <laughs> and uh, but now I'm just like, wow, okay, I didn't know you felt that way, but I respect that. Yeah. And then, oh, and then it's like. But you know what? I'm going to give you your time and, uh, you know, you can come get your stuff at this time. Uh, I'm good. And then it's like, wait, 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 wait. No. And it's like, no, this is really who you truly, really, really, really are. Like yeah. this is, you're showing me. And I didn't know you felt that way, but I respect that because yes. I could go back and, and hit him right underneath the belt, but he's only showing me what he's going to be like. Like now, yes. once you're in a marriage though. You got to work out those perks and then you have yeah. to know how to flip that. Meaning you got to know when to say, you know what, let me get my power back and say, you know what, you probably had a really long day and I understand that. Um, or not even say anything and just go to another room just go to another and room. you know what, you might get your power back right away and then you'll see the shift and, and the apology should come unless, you know, the person's different, but the apology should come rather than being like, and really the greatest apology is a change in behavior. The best, yeah. But if it's a continuous thing, then it's yeah. like then yeah, you gotta like realize, yeah, yeah. That there's but there's still ways to turn it around. I mean, I know that myself coming from a long term marriage, you know, yeah. twenty years, there were moments in time that you would think I would have never been able to turn that ship around, and just right. with my own little adjustments that came from my self confidence, my willingness to not engage when he was real messy right. about things, not to take those emotional roller coaster rides mm -hmm. with him. To still find my own joy with my own career, interests, friends, activities with the kids. We've talked about, you know, personal appearance and care. Right. Like, all these things really made a huge difference that right. while he was this Tasmanian devil. Right. Angry, throwing things, having a fit, whatever it may be, I was kind of like this calm in right. the storm. Looking at him going, hmm, hmm, that must really suck to be 
stressed out every day right. or like having a fit We're every day. We're having a pity party today. We didn't bring a hat for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't take that on yeah. at all. I was like, I'm not, I'm not I'm participating not feeding, in I'm that. not feeding into that. And no. there's a saying that says, don't wrestle with pigs mm. because you'll both get dirty, but the pig will like it. Mm, that's true. Mm. And I like that saying mm-hmm. because you know what? It's truly true. So I think on the contrary to arguing and fighting and being disrespectful to each other, I think that you could do one of two things. I mean, you can go back in the room and say, you know, uh, I'm going to get super dolled up and dressed up and say, I'm going to go to the market right now. I'm going <laughs> to go buy some eggs. I'm going to go pick up some eggs. And I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, they get some milk and cookies. No, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's really simple. Uh, it, it's easier said than done, though. It is, and it takes time and practice, and it's just one little step forward, one little thing forward, and then just communicating, and then just demonstrating that you're not going to roll around right. with him when he's right. being a little sloppy pig. Amen. And then you're just going to go, okay, uh, you know, and when he behaves, you're there, and you're no like, reaction. Hi, hi, babe. No reaction. Looking good. You know, feeling good. Yeah. Let's go do it. You know, just go. keep it moving. Um, well, I think that's it, right? For this episode? Uh, I want to say that it is. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, I wouldn't say necessarily do what feels right. On the contrary, do what doesn't feel right. Meaning that if you're normally very disrespectful and you want to, you know, you know, hit them where it hurts, really <laughs> think about not doing that and just, just really taking a deep breath, counting to 10 internally and just saying, okay, I'm, I'm not going to feed into this. And yep. I'm not going to be disrespectful and on the contrary say, okay, you're having a bad day. And you walk into another room, get your power back yeah, and just go about your day. And I promise you, it should be within that hour, unless you're with someone that's really hard-headed, you should be getting an apology yeah. because they will understand that they were wrong for the way they were treating you. Not to mention, yep. you will get your power back and that respect. So, I mean, that's really what all I have to say. And that's my input when it comes to you know, hitting it where it hurts or hitting below the belt. I think that that's the best thing, the best approach in my opinion. And that power, that super cape is actually a smile. It's your joy. Of saying, okay. When, you, when you're able to just sit there and be joyful and, and be just, happy and at peace while he's going through his misery. You're just like, okay. And enjoy just, the rest of your day. <laughs> and then expect the apology. I think that that's what, what happens next. Yes. So anyway, that's that's it for us today. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Please stay tuned uh, for our mantra. We do a powerful, uplifting prayer slash mantra at the end of each episode. We want you to say it out loud, say it proud, and hold your head up high, knowing that you're not alone through whatever it is you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good day. Bye. Father God, I ask that you bless me to understand that it's always darkest before the dawn, that your plans for me are bigger than my plans for me. I trust in you, Lord, that you will light and shine the path I was meant to be on. I am open to receive the blessings coming my way. I declare that I deserve respect. I deserve love. I deserve happiness. I deserve to feel beautiful. And that I deserve fresh lettuce.